Welcome to another episode of Diaries of a Life Coach. My name is Larissa Dalton and I am your host. This podcast documents my journey of building a life coaching business, where I talk about the steps I took to create my company, build my clientele, my coaching experiences, discoveries, and transformation. And today I'm so thrilled to have Pretty Mystery with us as a guest. Uh, and she is a transformation and relationship coach. Uh, and so I'm excited about to talk about uh, relationships and what kind of mindset is required uh, to have successful relationships. So without further ado, Pretty, please tell us about yourself and about your coaching journey. Yeah, so um, I, so uh, coaching actually started for me uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, it was a big new chapter in my life. And I was at a place where I was kind of feeling not so passionate, but also was looking for some other kind of fulfillment. And um, long story short, uh, the pause allowed me to discover this. Mm -hmm. And in terms of my niche, um, my relationship mindset transformation, um, you know, if I actually look back in time, it's actually uh, something that um, I also particularly struggled with. Um, you know, a few years back. And I came from a place of curiosity because uh, it wasn't just me. I, being someone who's also, um, you know, a young professional, um, I would notice that I would go to these dating events. Um, I would go to these networking events and I would see people um, show up again and again because I'm, you know, the, the, I was in New York City and you kind of do come across some people over and over again. And things would not change for some people. And I always used to wonder for myself, like these are amazing people, what's going on and why? Mm -hmm. um, why, are the, why is their career side happening, but their relationship, their relationship side of life is not happening? So I was always curious about this. I used to ask myself questions. Um, I also used to be very into personal development and growth. Um, and I couldn't connect the dots back then. Mm -hmm. I can see how this all nicely plays together. So that's how I really got uh, invested in my niche. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. So did you find the answers to that question? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with the relationship mindset and mm. what we're telling ourselves um, when we want to actually go into a relationship. So you have to sometimes, you know, what my, so the target, the audience that I really focus on also is the people who are in their 30s and 40s, because at this mm -hmm. point in their life, um, it's, a, it's a difficult point for some people because people around them have already gotten married, maybe. Um, and maybe they even, you know, people, their friends have children. Um, they're used to like, maybe in the, in the beginning, some people are trying to match make you, but now other people around you are starting to give up. You're giving up on yourself. Um, you're throwing yourself in your job. And like, and the pattern goes on, like life goes on. You don't feel as motivated mm -hmm. as a time. And um, it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's a state of mind and a state of being that really affects what you're going to put out there when you're trying to look. Do you even feel motivated to go on another date? Yeah. That's where it really comes from. So I'm going to ask you this question. Um, what's been the most awkward or the most uh, memorable date? And uh, as you think about it, I'm going to share mine. And 
it's gross, but I once met somebody for a day b- before I was married and um, we get to a restaurant and, you know, we order our food, the food shows up and all of a sudden he takes out his gum and he like sticks it to the t- on the table. And I'm like, I think this date is over. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I overreacted. What do you think? <laughs> Um, I think that's the first impressions are key, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important to be mindful that when you when you're going on a date, somebody doesn't really know you. So you want to like, you know, give them at least a good impression of who you are. Um I mean for me, like, you know, what if I have to think back to one of my dates, is like what one of the dates that did not go favorably in that sense is uh uh, somebody where, you know, you, you were coming home from work, you're taking the time to go meet somebody on a date. And so they are meeting you as well. Um, regardless, I know that I brought my full energy to the date and my presence, and I was feeling enthusiastic about it, but whatever, who knows what is going on in this other person's mind, but they just seem really drab. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, let's get on with it kind of attitude. And that kind of just pulled me back. And I was kind of like, I'm not sure if I'm feeling this. Mm-hmm. And it could have been, it's not necessarily him. It could have just been he was having a bad day, but it's really, I feel it's important to be mindful of what you're bringing on to that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a very good point because, uh, you know, when I think back on the situation, you know, it sounds gross and, and all of that, but, you know, what if he was so nervous? Like he couldn't even, you know, I mean, because I've been where I was super nervous situations. Maybe he didn't even notice what he was doing and stuff. So, yeah. But I think like being aware, aware and mindful of what you're doing, your behaviors, your actions, I think that's a good point. Yeah. Also, like, um, you know, when it comes to your relationship mindset, like it's important to like before, if you're someone who's looking to go back out there and start dating, or even if you're already dating, like um, what is the idea of a like a love relationship look like to you? Like, what is your intention behind it? Where is it coming from? Like, it's very good to get super clear on these things. Like, is it something that was... Is it an image that was fed to you by um, society, by the movies? Maybe it's something you watch your parents grow up with. Like, you know, your your what your parents' relationship was, was the image of what you have a, as a, what a relationship should be. Um, learn and then versus what your values are and what you actually want from a relationship and learn to kind of disconnect them and realize that someone else's story is not your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going in with a negative mindset? Like, you know, some of us who are still single, um, obviously we're here because something in the past has not worked out. So are you coming from a place of, I don't want to do this. Like I have a negative view of a relationship. Are you feeling positive? Are you feeling neutral? Because like I said, the energy that you're going in with is going to kind of be a key to determining what's going to happen down the line. So you Mm -hmm. want to go in with the right frame of mind. And it's good to catch that. Even the limiting beliefs, like, oh, love is not meant for me. There's no one out there for me. Um, what's the point of getting a relationship that's going to fail anyways? And we say these things so innocently to ourselves sometimes, but what we don't realize is that our minds, our subconscious minds are so powerful that it takes these things and it recycles them like a tape recorder. And then we, our behaviors and attitudes and whatever we do play out to fulfill those beliefs and the cycle continues. So it's important to catch that and reframe so that your mind can work in your favor, not against you. And and that's a wonderful point because you can take that same um, same uh, strategy, or you can use the same piece of information and apply it in any other uh, area of your life, not necessarily as it applies to dating. So I yes. think that's a great point. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so how has the coaching changed your perspective when it comes to dating? Has that impacted the way you see uh, yourself in this dating world? Yes. So, I mean, I had to work through my own internal kinks to get to where I am now. And what was happening with me was, um, I mean, uh, I'll tell you what my story was, what my holdback was, was that um, I, like I said, I wasn't feeling so super passionate about life in general. And, um, but at the same time, I wanted someone who was passionate and I wanted someone who had a positive view on life and just had all this energy, but I don't think I was bringing that energy. So that had to be worked on because one of my realizations is that, you know, and just to just, um, little bit of a tangent, but like, you know, everyone talks about the law of attraction, the law of vibration, and it's not necessarily, so uh, my key learning is that it's not necessarily what you want, it's you're going to attract who you are. And so I had to work on these things um, to change the way I feel about life so that when I'm actually, what was happening before was that like, I would get excited. I'm like, oh, this person's so passionate. He can, you know, some people would tell me like they could do their job day and night. And I, you know, like all these amazing things, I wasn't feeling that way. So as much as I was like, wow, this person's energy is awesome. But then I felt like it was a double-ended sword. I felt inadequate. Mm. And that disparity would kind of not make things go forward. Like for some reason, it would not work. Maybe I was feeling less than, maybe he could pick up on the vibe, who knows. But it's really important of coming from a place of like, you are enough and not feeling less than. So that's the internal kind of an example of the internal work that needs to be done. How, um, so you've been coaching people in the relationship or those that are seeking relationship, correct? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to only be that. Um, I'm open to ethics. So I am super passionate about just mindset transformation. So if you're open to any kind of mindset, you know, I've totally, you're totally welcome. But um, the relationship side, side of things really drives me. So I love those kind of, yeah. When you were kind of narrowing in on your niche or your uh, area of focus, um, was it like your own personal relationship that drew you to this specific area or, or is it, or something else? It was just my, like the past struggles and just seeing like, uh, friends, friends of friends, third degree, sixth degree going through the same thing. Yeah. Like, you know, and I just, and like, these are, like I said, these were brilliant people. I'm just kind of like, what's going on? The curiosity and like, um, getting deeper into my, you know, why and what was happening with me. and then wanting to help spread that awareness for other people so they can get their life moving in the direction they want when it comes to a relationship. Yeah. Just so that we are clear for our audience, are you currently available for a relationship? Yeah. Or are you taken? <laughs> no, I am available. I am super available. I'm super ready and I'm super pumped and psyched for this. So yeah. So tell me about like, if you had to um, imagine your ideal date, what would that be? What would that look like? Wow, good question. <laughs> All right, so my ideal date, um, preferably, okay, this is really going out there. I would, I'm picking the season too, like it would be like spring or summer. Um, I would like to maybe just uh, go for a walk in some like beautiful scenic setting, just talk to someone, get to know them. Um, and just have this free, easy conversation. Um, maybe at some point grab something to eat. Um, and yeah, and just kind of enjoy like sense of humor is important to me. Um, the communication and 
the conversation that happens is super important to me. So, um, and just the the very essence of who the person is and their presence mm. is important mm. to me. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like presence. I like that. The essence, the presence. So if, let's say our audience have entered relationships already before, you know, hearing this conversation and they're like, well, I didn't do this kind of work before I entered this relationship. What can they do now to kind of realign themselves in that partnership, you know, to enhance uh, that relationship? Yeah, so... Someone going looking for a relationship. No, somebody's in the relationship, but they didn't do the mind work. Ah, uh, so they're already seeing someone. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they have to see what's happening within the relationship. Like, I mean, if things are going well, then fine. But if there's something not right, then it's important to step aside and take a bird's eye view mm-hmm. of of what's going on and really assess your feelings and where they're coming from. And if something is not feeling congruent within ask yourself, why is there certain values that are being crossed or is there something that's not being fulfilled for you? Really get to the heart of what's happening for you. You have to know yourself first. Then only when you know what's lacking for you, can you communicate that with the other person? Maybe it's even just a love language. Maybe they're not speaking your love language. Maybe yours is like words of affirmation. They keep giving you gifts and something, you know, something's not right with you and knowing the other person's too. So yeah. Um, in your experience, how important uh, do you uh, believe the love, love languages are? I think it's super important, actually, um, because I think it, the, the key thing is that not everyone experiences love and respect the same way. And to understand each other's viewpoints and what speaks to them is kind of how they're going to feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, number one is what is yours? Some people don't know their own, right? They just feel like something wishy-washy is going on. Something is not right, but they don't know why. So get clear on what your love language is. And even like, even, you know, if if one of them is, I want to just, I appreciate it when I'm heard, for example, like get even deeper into, so when you're, when you say you want to be heard, what does that mean? Um, How, how do you, what needs to happen for you to feel heard and communicate that? It could be that the person's hearing you, but they're just not giving you the words of affirmation. Maybe yeah. you need to hear something afterwards, right? So, yeah. Absolutely. I find that my love languages kind of shift or change with time or depending um, what season I'm in in my life. Do you find that to be like common? Do you, Does that happen for you? That's interesting. So, I mean, you know, it's never just one love language. It's We can have all of them, I feel. Um, and there's a different priority. And I feel like as people, we are always changing, like nothing's ever constant. You change as a person, right? You grow as a person, something you maybe, um, something that might've spoken to you a while back, maybe now something else has taken a forefront. So I think it's completely possible that your love languages can have prioritized differently, uh, through time. It's interesting because I definitely noticed that shift that I have completely, like right now I need words of affirmation and maybe it has to do with, you know, building a business and maybe it's a new venture and, um, you know, I'm building myself up and my, uh, embodying, you know, this new role. And so I feel like maybe that shift is due to, to that. Yeah. And I think that's awesome that you're aware of that. Like some people, like I said, they're on default. They don't even know. Like you just noticed that something was there before. Now you're feeling this. I think that's key. Like along the way is always important to maintain that awareness of what's going on within you. 
as well. Yeah. So um, if we were to talk to our coaches, you know, coaches that are starting their business or are or, or even going through the coaching program, what might you suggest to them, you know, if they are looking, you know, to start a relationship, what kind of work can they do uh, to prepare for that, especially if they're going to build a business, you know, which, which we know is difficult to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, and how do they balance, you know, the newly found or newly pursued relationship with building a new business? So the, the, the issue of starting something and being in a relationship and how does that play together? I mean, it, that really depends on what you're, what you want in your life, right? I think every person is different with regards to that. Like, are you looking for a relationship? Are you not looking for a relationship? What is your top most priority? Do you want to focus on your business? Do you want both? Like get clear on what's happening. Um, also notice any limiting beliefs that you might have around this. Sometimes a big myth is that um, if I'm successful, I can't be in a relationship. If I'm in a relationship, I can't be successful. That's a myth. Um, and why, what is the reason behind that, that feeling? Is it that, do you feel a relationship is gonna drag you down? And is that the image you have of a relationship as it being a burden? Or can the right person actually, um, actually be your catalyst? Can you guys be a, a, a power team? and make something happen together. So it really depends on your perspective also on how you're going into this. Um, do you think that uh, parents play a role in the kind of relationship you're seeking? Yeah, that's, um, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but I've research says that um, sometimes a lot of our vision of what a relationship should look like is what we grew up witnessing. And unfortunately, if you witness something dysfunctional between your parents, that kind of gets, um, I guess, uh, absorbed in you. And unknowingly, sometimes you act these out in your real life. So it's important to, like I said, go back uh, and really understand, like I said, where your relationship vision is coming from. Um, Is it something on the asset? Is it your parents? And then know how to dissociate yourself and understand someone else's story is not yours. The past does not determine the future, and really look into this. Like it takes a, it takes a lot of willpower and energy to do this. Not everyone does it because you know again people on autopilot. But if you're noticing patterns, if you're noticing things, uh, really get into where this is coming from. So if somebody witnessed say uh, a bad relationship, and uh, and we're speaking from like a coaching perspective, right? We would meet them where they are. And so we'd work with them on um, mind transformation. So, you know, you know, the first thing you said is ask questions or actually step back and ask questions. Um, So kind of bring awareness to your own situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then what would the next step be for them? Well, once you can differentiate that, hey, this is someone else's story that I'm projecting onto myself. Realize like that your story is in your own hands. Like shift that shift that negative thought. I mean, whatever that famous detach from it, and realize that wait, this is not me. This doesn't have to be my story. And then go from there. Yeah. Um, do you think visualization exercises are are helpful in in this situation? Yeah, I think for anything, not just relationships, um, because going back to the mind and the subconscious mind is sometimes like when you visualize something, 
um, you're putting it in the present moment and you're feeling the feelings of being there now. And sometimes like when you do that, your brain doesn't know what's really happening and not happening. So you're making that new story, your new possibility. And you're kind of, in a way, it's kind of rewiring your brain. And it, and the better the story you create for yourself, the better the visualization. And it's not just visualizing, it's feeling the feelings of being in that relationship. Like, how are you feeling? What is the tone? What is the setting? Get all that into your, you know, all, all those details um, when you're visualizing. And that itself can just be a major motivating factor too, because now you're, it's become something that feels impossible to possible. Yeah. I like it. Um, what else can people do too? When because mind work is like it's it's work and it takes time and it requires a lot of uh, focus and attention. Um, so some things that you can do daily, obviously, ask questions. You know, be aware, uh, visualize your future. Uh, what about things like um, writing affirmations or yeah. affirmations? Uh, affirmations definitely work. Um, studies show that like minimum twenty one days to actually make that switch, just like with any behavior you're trying to change. Also like a mindset uh, attitude shift, like you need to at least do it for 21 days and write it. Um, uh, the best way I think also to do it is like whatever you're, you find that your limiting belief is, like flip the script, like make the, the positive alternative of what that is, so yeah. Okay, so I'm working, I'm getting myself all wonderful and happy and excited, you know, bringing my energy, finding my partner. Um, so where would I go to find one like these days? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I just want, you know, if there's people out there looking for partners, where do they go to find a partner? So that's, that's a really good question. So my belief as a coach is that you are resourceful completely within. Okay. Who a lot of people um, sometimes when they're looking for someone uh, are looking for see people that resonate with your values, resonate with who you are, and have some kind of compatibility with kind of how you would live your life and your vision of life. So where would you go? Where would you hang out? Where would you want to be? You know better than anyone else where to find these people. I totally understand that. It's a it's a great response from a coach. Yeah, and I mean right now with the pandemic, it is more like difficult um but there's so many places where you can like uh go online like i mean clubhouse is a new thing yeah you never know like where would where do you go where do you hang out where would you want to go on that on those websites or dating apps yeah dating apps is a big one uh, that's how i met my husband yeah a lot of people are meeting through dating apps nowadays and it's it's definitely a thing and there's nothing wrong with it yeah. So basically whatever you do, do it with like the perfect in, in, you know, perfectly intended emotion, feeling, be purposeful, deliberate. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word perfect, but more so like, um, are your thoughts in alignment with what you want or are they working against you? That's really what you need to look at. So, so really, I, I like that you highlighted that your mindset, just what your feelings, emotions, thoughts are, all that matters in how you approach. Yeah. I mean, with anything, though, in life, like how the energy that you're going in with, the thoughts that you're going in with is kind of going to have a big role in how things um, develop, you know, in front of you. So it's very important to keep that in mind, whether it's a job, a relationship, spirituality, whatever. So if we have um, another uh, dating 
or coach that focuses on relationships, such as yourself, that is about to start or launch their business. Mm-hmm. They want to know where can they find clients that are seeking out relationship advice? What would you suggest for them? Well, good question. So that's something I'm also doing a trial and error with at the moment. But um, hmm. I would see like, what are these people's interests in terms of where would people who want to be in relationships, where would they be going? Where who would they be following? Um, try to get, you know, follow those hashtags. Um, even if you're on Clubhouse, which rooms would they be following? If you're on Facebook, what groups would they be in? So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Say your uh, challenges are um, as a coach, not necessarily like as it relates to relationships, but in general. What are some of the challenges that uh, yeah, so how you solve? Yeah, so actually, um, I feel like one of the biggest challenges um, as a coach is that I feel like sometimes people out there don't fully understand what coaching is. Um, There's a lot of misconceptions and they don't understand the value of it um, because they haven't experienced it themselves yet. So I feel like if somehow, you know, there could be more education around what coaching is and how it can really impact your life. Um, Because these things are like, coaching is something contrary to popular belief. It's not really advising. You're not going to tell someone, go do this and go do that. Because when you advise, sometimes what someone tells you might not resonate with who you are. But, you know, we don't take the time to go inwards. We can, but we don't. And sometimes we're scared to go inwards. And when you have a coach, you have that person sitting across from you who, you know, who's sitting there, they're, they're, um, they're giving you the support and they're asking you the right questions to go where you need to go. Sometimes we can see outside of our own minds. Um, so a coach can kind of give you by reflecting back, like show you, you know, what's being said and reflected back to you. Sometimes they can even identify patterns if you are unable to see them. So it gives you a lot of clarity on what's happening with you and why. Um, and it you it helps you also discover your own resourcefulness. Like you actually have the answers within you, but you're just not asking yourself the right questions and not taking the time to go within. And once you have these things and, you know, you can use it and apply it to other areas in your life as well. And um, it can you can do amazing things for you because that's really, I really wish they would teach coaching in schools. Like I wish I learned this when I was a kid. You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, I completely, completely agree with you that, um, and I think that they taught it early on in life that people would develop stronger relationships with themselves and stronger trust yeah. and probably be more confident. With yeah. So yeah, I yeah, because like we we taught so much on how to make things happen externally, like your careers and stuff, but no one teaches you how to navigate yourself. Yes. Yes. You know that's a big, big part of it too. It, interesting you say that because I just read a book called Chatter and in it, um, he, uh, one of his last chapters, he said that one of his students asked him at the end of the class, like, why are we just learning now when we are, how to, how to manage chatter in our mind, you know, how to take that bird's view, detach from our problem and look from outside, kind of what you were talking about. Why are we learning it now? We're like leaving college now. We had all this chatter going on, you know, all these self-doubts and and, and sab- sabotaging thoughts, you know? Yeah. And uh, so basically, you know, when he concluded the book, he just kind of dedicated it to that student that asked him like, 
and was compelled to provide that those resources, you know, for people moving forward. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, listen, it's, it's never too late. There are coaches out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So have you, since you made this trans, uh, transition uh, into coaching life, uh, are you happier? Are you fulfilled? Like what, what are you experiencing? Yeah, like I, so I understand myself a whole lot better. Um, I'm more aligned with myself. Um, even intuitively, like I kind of know how to listen to my inner guidance now. Um, I know how to catch myself when I'm triggered by something and not let it spiral out of control and let it take over my day. Um, and you know, just everything with the baby steps, the big picture of baby steps, a little at a time, a little at a time. Yeah. yeah. It impacts in such an amazing way. Like everything has changed actually. What about, are you feeling a sense of satisfaction, sense of purpose? Yeah. Super fulfilled, super passionate. Um, there's just, I, I can't even put into words. Like I, there's this like inner excitement that I kind of just feel every day that I wasn't feeling before and I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. Because it's definitely reflective, reflective on your face. I feel like you smile way more, you know? <laughs> That's amazing. Well, pretty. We're gonna um, we're gonna link all your contact information in the in the podcast notes. Uh, but I want to thank you for being here today. Uh, for anybody that is going through or looking to find a relationship, to find love, looking to work on themselves as it relates to relationships or any kind of mind work, um, uh, you can reach out to Pretty and. Um, and work with her. So I'm going to link all your contacts below. And I just want to say thank you so much. It's such an interesting perspective, the the dating, the relationships, you know, um, that, that you bring. And um, yeah, I'm happy that you got to be on here. And um, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. This is an absolute pleasure. I totally love the conversation, by the way. And um, yeah, I've, if there's any value people get out of this, then I've done my job. And thank you for, ha for having me. Have any questions about today's episode? Just head over to my website, larissadalton.com forward slash contact dash info and send in your request or simply email me at larissadalton10 at gmail.com. You can find my podcasts wherever podcasts are found. If you would like me to cover a specific topic, also submit that request via website or my email. Connect with me on Instagram at Larissa underscore Dalton or book a complimentary session with me at larissadalton.com forward slash coaching. Thank you again for joining me today and I hope to see you next time.